the mile rate. Thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the uh, mile rate. We're going to have a look at uh, the uh, Menangle meeting last night as well as uh, the uh, the card at uh, Melton. Of course, the Inter-Dominion Pacing Championships uh, kicked off round one for both the uh, Pacers and the Trotters. And to look at both of those programs with me, it's good to say good morning to Rob Orber. Uh, good morning, Danny. Good morning, everyone. Uh, nice to be back. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, having a chat about last night. Uh, we saw some terrific uh, racing, in particular from Menangle. Uh, King of Swing continues his dominance at uh, Grand Circuit level. He was just outstanding again last night. But he's got a few rivals. Expensive Ego, the stablemate, looks to be a really uh, uh, a major challenger, I think, to uh, King of Swing. And then we uh, had a great program at uh, Melton last night and Torrance. Saint just continues to stand up and puts his hand up to uh, suggest he's still on the way up. Rob, uh, depth-wise, uh, the Inter-Dominion Pacing Championships, probably at the crossroads in a couple of different ways. Um, I mean, to be fair, there's horses in this racing series I've never heard of before. Um, so the depth falls away there. It's good that we've got full fields um, and we've got King of Swing, we've got the number one seed competing in the series, but also a couple of ex-Victorians, uh, or perhaps they're still considered Victorians, um, and a couple of them that were placed in the, the opening round. Horses like uh, Majestic Cruiser and bon- Bonsell Benjamin, who were both placed in terrific, uh, uh, trained by Jason Grimson, but have they improved or is it just highlighting perhaps that lack of depth in the series? Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting debate, isn't it? Uh, you know where where uh, where this top level racing is, but you know I, I sort of go back to King of Swing, Danny. I mean, not often that we say a, a top two year old is still standing at the end of his career. I mean, King of Swing won the Breeders' Crown final as a two year old. Uh, he's gone on right throughout his age group, you know, two, three, four, five, now six. I mean, he's really proven to be an absolute superstar. I mean, we can take nothing away from King of Swing. And then it comes back to the opposition. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, when you've got uh, a, a number of heats going around with 12 horses uh, in each of them, um, you know, there, there are horses there that does surprise you. Uh, you know, he's 36 horses or so too many. Uh, I'm not really sure, but... Look, you know, I suppose uh, it's the Inter-Dominion for mine and you've got to continue to uh, uphold the tradition of the Inter-Dominion. I never want to see that fall away. But what what it really shows is that uh, the horses, you know, they race so much as two, three-year-olds and when you look at the top end of the age group, there's a lot of horses that don't make it through to that, you know, five, six years of age. And what happens then, the depth falls away because horses that probably haven't been in the in the top echelon of horses seem to sneak into the Inter-Dominion heats and finals. So, yeah, look, it's, uh, you know, everyone could debate. Everyone has got different ideas. But, look, certainly uh, for mine, it's the Inter-Dominion. King of Swings, outstanding. Expensive Ego's outstanding. And they've got to beat those two horses to, uh, to take out the title. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Well, King of Swing, he is the number one seed and the raging hot favourite for the series, and he did what he usually does. He took out heat one. 
swing. He quickly puts up five metres, the champ, 27-8 the quarter. Going to second, Bonsell Benjamin. Majestic Cruiser runs home, and they were followed then by Bunduran behind the Macdan. But with 75 metres to go, the series favourite is going to garner maximum points in round one. King of Swing wins it by five metres, nearly a dead eight second and third. Majestic Cruiser, Bonsell Benjamin. And Arden Messi, the emergency, gained up a run on the inside and has picked up fourth, I reckon. So it was a dollar twenty-five favourite King of Swing, and uh, the first heat of the Inter Dominion at Menangle last night. It shared a, uh, across a couple of uh, regional areas in, in Bathurst and Newcastle. Uh, coming up over the next uh, week, as far as the heats are concerned, and of course the the grand final in a fortnight's time. So when he lobs in front, um, sometimes he doesn't look impressive, but he does the job, and he can reel out those impressive sectionals. Yeah, look, he still went the fastest of the mile rates of the three heat winners. He went 153.9 uh, compared to 155.3 and 155.1. So on times, he was still the fastest of the heat winners. He did it uh, the way he normally does it. He's just a big, strong horse. He went to the lead, uh, worked uh, his way to the front. He was just too good. Majestic Cruiser was terrific. He ran on really well. He's thrived on the Menangle track, which is no surprise. I mean, he's always been a horse with... Lots of ability, and I think Menangle has really suited his uh, racing patterns, in particular his gait. Bonzel Benjamin, I mean, you know, I've been a big fan of Bonzel Benjamin, but if he had asked me, you know, six months ago, would he be running third in the heat of the Inter-Dominion, I would have said probably not. Um, so, you know, he's going really well. Arden Messi, Mac Dan wasn't too far away. And Bandora. Reactor now caught the eye. He certainly hit the line really well from back in the field. Our Uncle Sam was doing uh, his, uh, his his best work late too. But look, King of Swing, he's, he's just a champion and he deserves that title and he's going to be very hard to beat going over the next few heats. Well, heat number two, and it was stable mate Expensive Eager who drew barrier number 12 and, and I thought he was uh, terrific uh, and winning and winning by a big space. This is Expensive Ego, who's only a four-year-old. In a burst, they were followed behind those runners. Belraj, make mine, Memphis and Robbins playboy, but he says Tata on the turn. And expensive egos put up 10 metres, 27 8 the quarter. In second spot, trying to stay on outer Orlando, make mine, Memphis, Max Delight, Belraj, but it's expensive ego at the moment in splendid isolation. Look at him go, 75 metres out. This exciting prospect is going to spank them. Goes home to beat outer Orlando, Belraj, fourth. Ooh, maybe Max Delight over Mac Da Vinci, not much. Charging home, final quarter, Rob, of uh, 26, and he, he's got the speed. We know that, and he, he loves that big track at Menangle there, but uh, he's at the top of his game, it looks like. Yeah, look, I mean, certainly uh, at the start of uh, this year, I sort of felt Expensive Ego was the horse that will eventually uh, take over the title of uh, Australia's best pacer. And I don't think I've changed my opinion. It's whether it's going to be this year or not. Uh, his win last night was just absolutely outstanding. I mean, he loves Menangle. He's a he's a brilliant horse. Uh, he had a lot left in the, in the tank, and he just absolutely destroyed his rivals last night. Elto Orlando finishing second, Balraj third, Max Delight. Uh, they all tried hard, but uh, the winner was just in a class of his own. Uh, he went a mile rate of 155.3, last two quarters in 27.8 and 26. And look, he's the obvious danger to King of Swing. And uh, I think, you know, outside of those two horses, personally, I'd be very surprised if anything else won the final.
Now, as far as the Victorian representation was concerned, in the first heat, Majestic Cruiser ran second, Bonsell Benjamin was third, MacDan finished fifth, and Reactor now finished seventh. So the points uh, are all important in the cumulative to- uh, total over the three rounds. In the second heat, uh, Max Delight finished in fourth position, uh, and horses that you'd be used to that uh, would run in Victoria can't refuse is now trained by Corey Peterson, but uh, ended up in 10th spot. But it was all expensive. Ego started the dollar seventy favourite. The uh, third and final heat for the Pacers, and uh, well, what a result this was, Rob, for for Malcolm's Rhythm. Um, so we'll take a listen to the replay. It was pretty close, but Malcolm's Rhythm gets there right on the line does so and then came pocket of terror and driven for luck the black prince sticks to the inside 27 6 the quarter they straighten and he goes full bore on spirit of st louis lineup tries to stay on malcolm's rhythm dives back to the inside lurum lake elmer's image i cast no shadow into the outside triple eight here's malcolm's rhythm getting up on the inside of spirit of st louis spirit of st louis won't give it away spirit of st louis comes again on the outside Oh, this is close. Malcolm's Rhythm and Spirit of St. Louis, and there's only a nose in it, if a margin at all. In third spot, you had line up in company with Lurum Lake and Triple Eight in photos. Then it'll- Malcolm's Rhythm got the nod just. He actually poked his head, I thought, clearly in front, and Spirit of St. Louis, uh, as Fred Hastings has said, actually came again, and it was a cigarette paper on the line. But um, gee, great effort by David Aiken. Can't he get his horses up and going at the right time? Yeah, big thrill for Dominic Martello, uh, one of our owners who puts a lot into the sport. Uh, he, he would have been absolutely stoked with Malcolm's rhythm last night. Got into a good position and just was able to run down Spirit of St. Louis. Copped a little bit of mid-race pressure by uh, Line Up, who finished third in the race and battled on really strongly. The, the margins was a short half-head by half-neck. There wasn't much between those horses. But Malcolm's rhythm, who's been um, a little bit of a bridesmaid to a certain degree in some of these bigger races, but he, he was terrific last night. Spirit of St. Louis, uh, he's only going to continue to improve. I mean, he still might be another 12 months off from uh, really reaching it to the top level, but he's uh, a horse with loads of ability. Uh, I thought his run was terrific. Lineup was outstanding. Darren Pinscombe put him around three wide into the breeze uh, with a lap to go, and he, he continued to put pressure on Spirit of St. Louis, and he was still there at the finish. He was only been a half neck. It was a good effort. Triple Eight, really good errand for Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars. They would have been very happy with his performance. Much improved run. He's uh, heading in the right direction. Lurum Lake fifth, uh, Elmer's image behind him, and I cast no shadow. Another Victorian and Western Sonyador all back in the field, but uh, they, they weren't too far away. They're only beaten sort of ten or twelve metres uh, behind the winners. But uh, well done to Malkin's Rhythm, one fifty-five, one mile rate, twenty-seven six and twenty-six three home, and uh, he goes in with uh, top points after uh, winning a heat, and he's uh, put his uh, hand up to to be making the final. Yep, after round number one, Triple Eight finished up running officially fourth. I cast no shadow, who is now in the care of Jason Grimson, finished in eighth spot, and Western Sonyador. Uh, finished officially 10th. Uh, the next round of heats are over the short trip, 1,730 metres. They go to Bathurst on Wednesday, and the Trotters heats uh, run also over that short trip of 1,730 metres. The first of the trotting heats, uh, Rob Majestic Man. Um, he's a very good horse in front. He's a beautiful-looking trotter, and he got the job done, but but only just there. So maybe as it's the first round of the Inner Dominion, he can improve off uh, of that performance, but... He probably would need to, and, and the penny drops. Wow, hasn't this horse come of age? He was absolutely fantastic running second. Yeah, look, I, I think the, uh, the the it's fair to say the Inter-Dominion trotting uh, 
you know, heats have, have sort of fallen away. I mean, we've got a lot of lot of top seeds missing, but the ones that are there all performed uh, well. Uh, look, Majestic Ma'am uh, was racing super well in New Zealand prior to coming here. Uh, he got the job done, but, wow, well, he didn't want it much longer. Uh, 158 mile rate, he was able to lead and pretty much controlled at 30.7, 30.2, home in 27.8, 27.5. And I think probably Grant Campbell, uh, who finished second with the penny drops, probably in hindsight, probably wished he put more pressure on Majestic. Man, I think he was uh, a little bit cautious uh, with his drive, but you know nothing against Grant. I thought he drove a terrific race, but probably the way he got so close at the finish, he might have been wishing he put a bit more pressure on at the finish. But he, he was terrific. The penny drops, and well done to Ray Harvey. He's just done an amazing job with this horse. Illawong Stardust was very good. Had a nice run in behind him. A lot of muscle. Hit the line really well. Mary Law was a good run. He he got a little bit lost on the home turn and lost some valuable ground. But uh, his last, uh, you know, two hundred metres was very strong. Uh, then our Magic Kenny behind him and just believe probably uh, a little bit disappointing last night but uh, a really good effort. Majestic man winning but uh, certainly the penny drops was terrific. I think he, I think Menangle will really suit his style of racing. I think he's uh, put his hand up here to be a real chance and a uh, lot of muscle and Mary Law both really good runs as well. And the uh, final event on the card was the second heat of the uh, trotting uh, round and it was taken out by the outsider Timothy Red. Oh, yes. And he uh, defeated Ty Valley uh, Chief. Yeah, sorry, Dan. I was just really waiting for the replay there. <laughs> Timothy Red was very good. He uh, he was tucked away on the pegs, and um, he hit the line really strongly uh, to, to get up, and a really nice performance there. Cam, Cam Hart driving $41 uh, he paid on the tape. Kai Valley Chief hit the line really strongly for Brent Lilly and Greg Sugars. That was a nice run. He was at $31, so a couple of big blowouts. Pinkalar's third. Uh, look, outstanding run. I mean, I thought her run last night, uh, even though getting beaten, um, you know, for me, she's, uh, she's the horse to beat in the final. I mean, she pretty, pretty much did her fair share of work. I think once she's uh, driven with a cold sit, uh, coming with a big burst, she's going to be uh, very hard to beat. But she's uh, her run last night was outstanding. Uh, uh, Kelly Gula running fourth wasn't a bad effort. Robbie Royale, tough monarch, led in the race. He was disappointing. Piccolas really put it to the sword and he just didn't finish it off. But uh, it was a bit of a blowout. Uh, but uh, certainly Timothy Red uh, causing a bit of a boil over from Kai Valley Chief. But uh, if you're on pink Galas, you haven't lost anything at this stage. I think she's right on track. Rob, let's have a look at Melton last night, eight event program. One of the highlights was the Claiming Masters, a really strong claiming field, and turned out to be a two-horse war over the last few hundred metres between Yorkshire and Chillaby Bandit, Yorkshire driven by Karen Manning. Sunbeach Shadow as they work their way off the back in 28.2 on the outside. It's Yorkshire hitting the lead from Jillaby Bandit and they've come away well in advance of Sunbeach Shadow but going for home now was Yorkshire. It's three metres clear of Jillaby Bandit. 15 away running on always fast and Bernie Winkle but it's Yorkshire getting clear and Yorkshire is going on to win it. Yorkshire from Jillaby Bandit who came again strongly. Great go for third. Both horses finishing off very well to find out third and fourth. It did, yeah. I can't say he was an easy horse to drive in the end, but I was a bit of a uh, passenger there most of the way. I was planning to go forward. Everybody went forward. Um, so I grabbed hold, and Jason got back behind me and up the inside. I thought, great. But anyway, got in and then pulled my head off. So I uh, opted to come out after Bell because he was so keen. And um, something came through wide, and I uh, thought, I'll, I'll get going. And, yeah, he, up the back, he was uh, jogging and sort of went past Jason, knocked off late, but got a little bit tired, but he did a really good job. 
Yeah, second leg of a double. Jellaby Band, a terrific first up from a long spell running second, Rob. Yeah, well done to Yorkshire. Well done to Sean McNulty, who uh, claimed this horse. And uh, Karen had her hands full, no doubt about that, with uh, Yorkshire. And uh, he did a good job to, to get home. Jillaby Bandit was brave in defeat. Uh, always fast and Bernie Winkle. Neither of those two horses had much luck. They were sort of held up and, and hit the line really strongly, both really good efforts. So was Sunbeach Shadow and Sir Lettick also doing its best work late. There was a bit of a, uh, a uh, some fireworks early with uh, ample power and hashtag. They went 43-5 lead time and it really set it up for something to run on and Yorkshire was the horse that got the job done and saluting there for Sean McNulty who's doing a great job and uh, good to see him winning again. And there were no claims in that race. Well the free for all, the Westburn Grand free for all and uh, Torrid St. Better be the bomb, the third race in conse- uh, consecutive uh, fashion whether they've fought out the finish and run the Quinella. On and Torrid Saint winds up. Bulletproof boys getting home as well. Off the back, 28 8 the third quarter. Perfect stride in front. Better be the bomb and Torrid Saint are coming out after him. It's perfect stride. Better be the bomb and Torrid Saint. Torrid Saint and Better be the bomb going up to perfect stride. It's Torrid Saint. Better be the bomb again. Torrid Saint with his nose in front and Torrid Saint. Torrid Saint's won it from Better be the bomb. Perfect stride. Bulletproof boys. Torrid Saint just getting me up a hand from Better Be The Bomb. Last three times they've met, Rob, they've run the Quinella. Torrid Saint 2-1 over Better Be The Bomb. Yeah, well, what a great win again by Torrid Saint. Well done to Noel Watson, uh, who owns his horse, and, and to Julie Douglas doing an outstanding job with him. And, you know, right at the moment, uh, he just continues to step up. I mean, every challenge that's put in front of him, he's showing uh, ongoing consistency. He's tough. And, you know, the breed has always in- indicated they keep getting better as they get older. And right at the moment, uh, you know, he, he's a horse that, you know, I reckon he's got to be putting his hand up for a Hunter Cup berth. There you go. For I sure. think he's just such. A, such a dow stayer and uh, he's going well better be the bomb brave in defeat I mean there's not much between them I mean he's going well Basil Dooley doing a great job with uh, better be the bomb perfect stride was a nice run bulletproof boy doing its best work and Pacifico dream I know you made a mention of it uh, after the line he had no luck did he but he, his performance mm. last night was outstanding as well Danny Race 7, favourite, Jellaby Sylvester, short price favourite. Um, looked a bit worrying, a worrying time for the uh, for the favourite punters, but he got the job done with Cody Rockenberger and the Sulking. Off the back straight, and it's the short price conveyance. Jellaby Sylvester in front, Eureka's under pressure. Would you mind behind the leader? Iconic Major came out three wide, four deep, Jean-Luc runs on, and Santa Casa Beach travels well but can't get out. Now, would you mind's going to come off the pegs? So Santa Casa Beach is going to run right up behind the leader. Third quarter, 28-4. It's Jellaby Sylvester in front, but they're coming from everywhere. Would you mind the outside? Jellaby Sylvester has to find. He's kicking on. Would you mind's a metre away. Favourite doing enough though and that's a good win he had to fight on to win it he should have won it with the run he had and in the end he did so on the line it's Jellaby Sylvester from Woodja Mine flashing home down the outside was let's rock let's roll uh... yeah, he's a really nice horse and um, he's still learning and everything but yeah he should be able to take that next step pretty soon Cody uh... The uh, old horse did the claimer earlier, Jalibi Bandit, and this horse. Can you compare them a little bit? Um, they're both pretty cool. Uh, well, Bandit's been there and done it. Um, Sylvester's yet to do it all, but um, he keeps taking that step every time he goes around. So. Cody Rockenberger there with Jalibi Sylvester getting the prize, Rob. 
Yeah, really well done to Cody. Uh, you know, she's uh, showing some really good maturity, and I thought she handled the horse extremely well last night and uh, was able to get the horse to the line, uh, going a 158-1 mile rate, 45-9, and then uh, 33-1, 29-1, 28-5, and 27-7 high. And the last 1,200 was certainly run at a pretty solid tempo after a slow lead time in the first uh, quarter. And he got the job done to win. Uh, would you mind running second? Is he becoming a bit of a bridesmaid would you mind, Danny? He's just not uh, winning, is he? He looked like he was going to win again last night. Mm. He, he is, but he's still going well enough. I think one of those horses that uh, one day it'll just click and he'll probably uh, put a few together, maybe like Torrin yeah. Saint did. Um, yeah. But uh, he's a bit of a rough-going pacer as well. But, look, he ran well the way they quickened up. Um, speaking of would you mind, Julie Douglas trained. Julie took out the first with Jack Law, with uh, with Rick Riley, Rob, and uh, she thought it was a good performance. I thought Rossini had every possible chance. Maybe they went too slow on the favourite in the first. Yeah, Rick Riley, uh, another very good performance. Jack Law having a great night. Uh, he has a great uh, strike rate with uh, with Julie and Glenn. And Rick Riley, who sat uh, without cover, uh, was just a bit too strong. Rossini, he's done that a few times where he's put in these really big runs and hasn't backed it up. I mean, last night was probably a, a, an indication of that. I mean, I thought Josh Duggan uh, rated the horse beautifully in, in the lead, but just uh, for whatever reason, you know, he did have a very hard run the week before, so he might have been just a little bit flat. But Rick Riley proving too strong at the finish, defeating so what. She's absolutely flying for Lance Justice, coming from back in the field and hitting the line really strongly. Again, good effort. Rossini, shade disappointing after leading. I'm Shadow Boxer ran on really well from back in the field, and 60 is never too far away with Duke of Dundee. But, uh, look, certainly Rick Riley seems to be uh, put, going in the right direction at the moment. It was a 155.6 mile rate, and uh, there's more wins in store for him. And that was a double on the night, Julie Douglas and Jack Law, as it was for Karen Manning as a driver, and she trains Adele, who got up at big odds in the second event, Rob. Yeah, really good training performance by Karen. Uh, she's taken uh, over the training of this horse, who uh, has been a, a bit of a travelled uh, trotter. But her run last night was terrific. She sat midfield, came around and three wide to uh, finish over the top of them, uh, defeating Hopeful Beauty, who sat without cover, 159.7 mile rate. Uh, Hopeful Beauty was brave in defeat. Swiss Miss led in the race, gave a great sight, but was just run down. Uh, Cooker Lane uh, ran on well from back in the field with Kai Valley Finn. Uh, but all honours to uh, the winner, Adele. It was a terrific training performance, and um, you know if she can stay uh, at her best, she's going to keep winning some more races moving forward. Great to see Jackson Square win a race. He'd been out in the wilderness for quite a while as far as winning a race is concerned, trained by Mick Blackmore, and John Keldo had the drive, and looked to be fair, once he led, he, he was always in control. No, oh, it was absolutely wrapped for Mick. Uh, Mick Blackmore, as we know, he's uh, such a respected man and he does a, an outstanding job. He's had some great horses and Claudia's Princess being one of those. And this horse here, Jackson Square, it's hard to believe he hadn't won for over a couple of years. He's just been racing. Uh, he's put in some really good performances, but he was able to lead last night. Beautifully rated by John Keller. He's an absolute master when it comes to these type of horses and in front. He just nursed it beautifully. Mile rate of 2.1.4, 48.2 lead time, 31.9, 30.8, 29.8 and 28.3. Just kept quickening up the tempo and he was just too good. Anywhere Hugo had a nice trip behind the leader but couldn't match Jackson Square in the straight. Dynamic Legacy, nephew of Sunoco, weren't too far away. But uh, well done to Jackson Square and, uh, and Malcolm Paul uh, who owns and bred the horse. And I'm sure they'll be very, very happy uh, up around Kyabra Mary this morning. 
Final piece, took out race four for the mayors at Goododge. She's a pretty handy mare. Your mare, mare that you uh, own and, and bred Monomia, was terrific in defeat. She nearly got knocked out of the race at the start. Oh, well done to, to Murph uh, with, with final piece because, uh, look, she's been racing well. She just hasn't uh, had things go her way. Last night she just got into the right spot and, um, you know, she uh, she deserved to win in town and uh, she was just a little bit too good at the finish over uh, my man Monomia who's just absolutely airborne. I mean, she's going so well and she was lucky she didn't hit the deck. But uh, well done to Mick, Bla- Mick Bellman because he, he did a massive job that uh, the cart didn't get tipped over. And, uh, look, she ran terrific. Um, in defeat. Our road to Mecca, much improved run, really hit the line strongly. I think Armoured Table will be thrilled with her performance last night. Uh, Belladonna Girl, maybe a little bit flat. She led, just didn't finish it off. But uh, th- those ones uh, that we just t- spoke about are probably the main ones moving forward. And Major Meister, t- terrific win. Michelle Phillips, who's had a wonderful week, was the winning driver. Yeah, in the last race last night, it was uh, it wasn't much between. The Major Meister just got into a good spot, was able to kick through along the inside to run down Gillaby Fernando, who was uh, close up after attempting to lead. Jemson's Pet was close up in the third spot. Monsil Delacour and also Hugo Rocks. Uh, I didn't mind the run of Sande. I, I think he's going to win one soon. Sande, don't drop off him. Uh, they went a mile rate of one fifty-eight last uh, two quarters in twenty-eight seven and twenty-eight. But Major Meister proving too good for Adam Kelly and Michelle Phillips. She would have been wrapped getting a winner in town last night. Yeah, back-to-back wins on Major Meister. She drove a winner at Stall on the Monday, a Seb's Choice and a Consolation of the Breeders' Crown on Tuesday. She had a double at Melton Wednesday, so a wonderful week for the inform Michelle Phillips taking out the last event. So we've covered plenty of territory this morning on the mile rate. I hope you've been able to find a winner and look forward to your company uh, next Sunday morning, Rob. Happy harnessing everyone with Cranbourne tonight uh, being a twilight meeting and a first race there kicking off at 5.54.